If you want to rouse passionate opinions, just discuss the origin of the human race. Some people of faith still argue the literal, biblical perspective that we were created in an instant by a creator. While the scientific community has long claimed that we are the result of pure evolution, as it turns out, more and more evidence is showing the likelihood that both theories actually hold some truth. That the human race is by all means an evolving species, but also that there are a multitude of reasons to believe that a more intelligent life form played a role in developing our DNA. As we unravel more mysteries from our past, more and more geneticists are pushing the boundaries of accepted theories by mentioning the A word. Yes, alien. And the overwhelming evidence that something played a role in our evolution. So if you're among those people still laughing off this possibility, because you've never seen one, we'd like to bring you up to speed with some of the remarkable discoveries being discussed in the scientific community. Ones that prove our genetic makeup has to be more than the luck of the draw. Biological SETI. Some things are so exquisitely created, there had to be an artist involved. This appears to be the story of our DNA. In 2013, physicists at the National University of Kazakhstan claimed that in human DNA, there's a mathematical code so sophisticated, it simply cannot be explained by evolution, and that it actually makes more sense if it were designed by another intelligent life form. The research, published in the science journal Icarus, pointed out that human DNA is ordered in mathematical precision, and it has perfectly ordered patterns of ideographs, which means our DNA uses symbols to express physical concepts similar to how we use them to convey language. And language is a human construct. It would be similar to finding one of the beautiful multicolored mandalas that are made of sand and assuming that it was somehow created randomly by nature. The Kazakhstan physicists also suggested something very radical. Our DNA coding has remained relatively unchanged since our creation, so it functions like a file cabinet to preserve the human design. The physicists think the code harbors a kind of receiver, like an extraterrestrial satellite dish, which has a function of detecting the intelligence which designed it. A biological SETI, literally, suggesting our bodies are receptive to the presence of extraterrestrial life. So if it were true, it would be similar to when SETI, in 1977, received an unknown radio signal from space, the mysterious wow signal. This radical theory suggests our bodies are waiting for a signal from those creators and that when we get it, our biology will know. Perhaps it makes sense then for SETI to expand their scopes from receiving radio waves from space to include our body's DNA receivers. So, stay tuned. Literally. Evidence of Directed Panspermia In 2011, DNA used in genetic engineering was sent into space from Sweden on the exterior of a rocket. When it returned, it had a small, microscopic sphere 
made of titanium and vanadium, about the width of a human hair, which had come from space. This particle had threads of life on the outside of it and a gooey substance containing some kind of biological life shooting out from its center. And when the rocket returned to Earth, this particle still harbored that life, even after 1,000 degrees Celsius. A team of researchers at the University of Buckingham speculated that the biological material contained genetic material, but they had absolutely no idea where it had come from. One plausible theory states that it was evidence of something called directed panspermia, which is the spread of living systems by space travel to suitable environments or planets by intelligent life forms in space. This seeming piece of science fiction would probably never even have been taken seriously were it not for the fact it was suggested by Francis Crick, the Nobel Prize recipient for DNA research, who spoke out relentlessly against the closed minds in the scientific community. Other researchers were concerned it might have been the intention of a more sinister purpose, deliberately engineered with a life-threatening virus and then sent to Earth with maliciousness. Could this life-oozing particle have randomly hitchhiked on a comet? Well, given its nature and its properties, it had all the signs of having been sent intentionally. And its discovery did begin to dampen the knee-jerk reaction towards the possibility that alien life engaged in the development of our own. RH negative blood. We learn about blood type in high school, so early on we consider its concepts a normal fact of life. Yet if a woman with RH negative blood becomes pregnant with an RH positive baby, her body will produce antigens signaling to her immune system that her fetus is essentially toxic. Oddly, the woman's body will kill its own child. So, what's normal about that? Look at nature, and there are no other instances of this kind of self-destruction biologically, though the natural result of many hybrid animals, like mules and ligers, is infertility. Some claim Rh-negative blood is simply a mutation, but others speculate that it may have come from an alien species, which was interbred with humans, or otherwise engineered to produce a hybrid bloodline. About 15% of the world's population has the Rh-negative distinction, but this percentage of the population is not spread evenly across all areas of the planet. The highest concentration, 40% of Rh-negative bloodlines, are found in the Basque region between France and Spain. The Basque are also the only people of Western Europe who continue to speak an indigenous Indo-European language, an isolated tongue not spoken anywhere else in Europe. But this language isn't just isolated, it's completely unrelated to any other European language. Some other anomalies are that it's been noted people with Rh-negative blood are more likely to experience psychic phenomena and alien abductions. Physically, some of the Rh-negative features are people with high IQ, elevated intuition, lower body temperature, higher blood pressure, red or reddish hair, sensitivity to sunlight, and sometimes even an extra vertebrae in their spine. 
given how little discussion there is about the strangeness of this blood type issue, the unusual nature of Rh negatives can be easily overlooked as irrelevant. Still, there's no rational explanation why, with our overpowering instinct to procreate, a pregnant woman's body would destroy its own creation, unless, perhaps, nature endured some tampering? The Big Bang of the Brain In 2004, researchers at Chicago University presented results of a long-term study that concluded the sophistication of the human brain could not have been a slow evolution. It had to be the result of a fast, dramatic change. They said that some kind of special event occurred around 50,000 years ago, and it explains how human culture went from primitive cave drawings to sophisticated civilizations. They call it the Big Bang of the Brain. It's believed that at this time, the human brain was separated into two hemispheres, and we acquired the ability to think abstractly. The changes in our cognitive and physical structure were so extensive and rapid it's simply a tall stretch for a random mutation. One of the many elements that was changed was a unique gene called the Fox protein 2. It's responsible for language and our ability to speak. All animals have it, but it was changed to make humans able to communicate and think abstractly. So if we put this in perspective, this also happened around the same time that cave carvings our only recorded history, show peculiar creator gods, non-human, alien-like beings. Not surprisingly, it's also the time when Neanderthal man mysteriously became extinct, around 40,000 years ago. If we consider this research, and what our ancestors have indicated about their history, the possibility of an alien interference makes a lot more sense than a mere random mutation which created man from ape overnight. Still Missing, The Missing Link The most accepted theory on the evolution of man, created by Darwin, states that we evolved from apes over millions of years and that our intellectual abilities were driven into existence by natural selection. He believed that when our ancestors began to walk on two feet, they started using their hands to make tools. But if evolution happened slowly over a long period of time, there should be slight changes in our ancestors. The evidence, however, is to the contrary. Roughly six million years ago, one of many different ape-like species stood upright and began to walk on two feet. Then, no change for four million years, until... According to fossil records, the species began to make stone tools. Then once again, no advances for almost two million years, until only a short time ago, about 200,000 years ago, Homo sapiens, better known as us, appeared. No small change, a biggie. If you look at evolutionary charts, they're misleading. They show the evolution of man, without showing what has actually been discovered. If you look at the actual fossils compared, it's clear there's no transition species from ape-like creature, which existed for millions of years, to today's human. In fact, we should be more likely to find more recent fossils than the ancient ones, like the famous Lucy, who dates back almost three million years. 
Where are the more recent transition beings? Where is the missing link? Considering alligators haven't changed at all in at least 65 million years, it's possible the missing link is missing because it doesn't exist. Because a genetic modification done by a more advanced life form was responsible for the leap in our intelligence. This theory could also explain why there are so many different races or versions of humans in only a few hundred thousand years. Our shared ancestor, Eve and beyond. In the Hebrew Bible, the book of Genesis says Eve was created from Adam's rib bone and given the breath of life. In recent years, with more accurate technologies to measure our genes, genetic studies have exploded. This has given us profound insight into our ancestry. There's evidence every human being alive today can trace our lineage back to a single common female ancestor of African origin who lived around 200,000 years ago. Because the studies measure variations of mitochondrial DNA against the average rate of mutation over time, this common female ancestor is called mitochondrial Eve. All of humanity has thus evolved from one of two branches that came from Eve. One branch is entirely African and the other contains all other races with some African lineage. Though there are no physical remains of this Eve per se, her existence has been confirmed. At one time, a female harbored all current existing genes. Mitochondrial Eve wasn't the first or only woman on Earth when she lived. It's thought that a cataclysmic event occurred while she was alive, massively reducing the human population and creating a genetic bottleneck. But why humans evolved with two entirely different paths still remains unexplained. What also eludes us is how, after millions of years, suddenly so many races evolved within such a short period of time. Although new methods of determining genetics has answered many questions, these methods have also opened up Pandora's box. As one Harvard professor has pointed out, Ancient DNA is expensive. Why? Because so little of ancient DNA is human. So what is it? The double helix in ancient carvings. We know that on virtually every continent, wherever there are cryptic carvings among ancient ruins, there are countless numbers of strange giant hybrid humans or other creatures portrayed as sky or inner earth gods and creators of man. So even if these creator god images were simply folklore, how do you explain the images of the double helix that is also in these ancient pictures and carvings? For example, one of the earliest pictures of a double helix was found carved on a large six-foot round stone that dates back 7,000 years ago. If the image of the double helix was purely coincidental, isn't it made more so by the fact that the large six-foot rock was shaped like an egg, the symbol of fertility and reproduction? Images of the double helix are also found in Sumerian pictographs from 4500 BC. Considering the fact that the double helix wasn't even discovered until the 1960s, 
it's clear that someone or something precisely understood what its role was in our body. The double helix symbol, also called the caduceus, is two serpents intertwined in a perfect representation of the way our DNA coils together. But what do the wings represent? DNA doesn't fly. Is it coincidental that these wings also appear on the creator gods, which are depicted in ancient Sumerian and Egyptian art and writings? Could it be that the DNA symbol also depicts its source, those who descended from heaven to earth? In these images, those beings actually have wings. Just as a reminder, the caduceus is often incorrectly used as a symbol for medical practice due to confusion with the traditional medical symbol, the rod of Asclepius, which has only one snake and is never depicted with wings. Finally, there is one more dot to connect here. In ancient Greece, the caduceus represented Hermes, or later, the same god by the Roman name Mercury, and the undertakings associated with that god. Those responsibilities were alchemy, or the transformation of matter, commerce, meeting business ends, and death. So, is it also coincidence that these were the undertakings of the so-called Anunnaki, according to ancient Sumerian tablets? These tablets tell the story of those creator gods who descended from heaven to earth, genetically transforming existing hominids, the Neanderthal, for the purpose of their commerce in order to serve their race. Pure coincidence? Evidence of a destroyed planet. If the possibility of alien life seems too remote, it's worth noting a few things about our own solar system and the potential that life may have existed here when other planets had inhabitable environments. For example, in the 18th century, a German astronomer, Johann Tedius, noted a mathematical pattern in the layout of the planets, and he predicted the existence of another planet between Mars and Jupiter. Immediately, astronomers collectively sought to find it, but instead of a planet, they found what appeared only to be pieces of one. This area is known as our solar system's asteroid belt. This hypothetical planet was called Phaethon after the offspring of the sun god Helios in Greek mythology. But other legends claim there was a planet called Maldek in our solar system, which was destroyed by its own violent inhabitants eons ago. The legend states that some of its inhabitants managed to escape and colonize Earth, and that roughly three-quarters of our population are these descendants. If you insist that evolution is linear, this legend is a stretch. However, it does leave one wondering why the otherwise perfectly mathematical pattern of our solar system has a vacancy. Evidence of nuclear destruction on Mars. If Maldek wasn't home to alien life, one other planet might have been. Recently published news shows that Mars had vegetation and flowing water. In fact, there's water there still at the pole. NASA has known for some time, however, that Mars has a very high concentration of the gas isotope xenon-129 in its atmosphere. Xenon-129 is radioactive. It also does not occur naturally, 
it's the result of a nuclear explosion. It was determined back in 1972 that a nuclear reaction had taken place on Mars approximately 1.7 billion years ago. The head of the United States Atomic Energy Commission, the late Dr. Glenn Seaborg, won a Nobel Prize for his work in the synthesis of heavy elements. This notable scientist said, there is no way a nuclear reaction could have happened naturally on Mars. So, if the reactions weren't natural, the implication is that intelligent beings caused them. It's already happening. In conclusion, if the collection of these facts still leaves room for doubt, or if it still seems far-fetched that some being could make or manipulate or arrange a biological pattern as small and fascinating as DNA, there's only one fact left to share. We're already doing it. Synthetic DNA made its first public debut in 1967, and for the last 50 years, it's likely that the published discoveries are years behind where technology has actually gone. You only need to compare Morse code to a cell phone or the first camera to the Hubble telescope to see the speed of technology in a few decades. So who knows what's really happening now behind closed doors with the manipulation of DNA? So on that day when alien beings descend and say, take me to your leader, we might need to greet them with, hey, Dad. Till then, consider what these facts and discoveries propose. And keep an open mind. Thank you for watching. Hit the like button if you enjoyed this video. We hope you'll subscribe. And if you'd like to be notified of future releases, just hit the bell button.